0: Welcome to the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman where Jerry reads a chapter from the New Testament and gives us key insights and life applications along the way. For more information about the Solid Life Journal and reading plans, visit solidlives.com. And now, let's get into today's reading. Okay, Acts 19,
1: here's what it says. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth. Now, we met Apollos in chapter 18, and found him to be a very eloquent teacher of the Word of God. He, didn't, he, he taught accurately based on what he knew, but Aquila and Priscilla took him aside and really educated him, discipled him further, helped him to understand the doctrine of Jesus. And he was able to vigorously refute the Jews publicly proving That Jesus is the Messiah of the Jews. And so, so powerful. So it says, and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul have. oh, this is a great story. That Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. Now, don't get deceived by that. Let's see what happens. And finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Now we have to stop there. What kind of a question is that? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? See, anybody that has studied the Holy Spirit knows this. When you get born again, the Holy Spirit comes in you. So Paul is saying, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? Well, if they believed on Jesus and they got saved, then of course the Holy Spirit came into them. But that's not what he's asking them, obviously. He's asking them if they've been filled with the Holy Spirit. See, it's one thing to get born again and the Holy Spirit come in you and he's taken up residency. It's another thing when you're filled with the Holy Spirit and overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Now you've got the power of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit available to you. And Paul's asking them, really, have you been baptized with the Spirit? Have you been filled with the Spirit? Like Acts chapter 2, like Acts chapter 10. And like what we're going to see right here, Acts chapter 19. So it says here, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they, they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And that puzzled Paul. So he said, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. See, they'd been baptized into John the Baptist baptism, hadn't heard about Jesus. Hadn't heard about the Holy Spirit. So it says, then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ, on Messiah Jesus. When they heard this, guess what? They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. What does that mean? They confessed Jesus as Lord and got saved and got baptized in water right then. Verse 6. And, okay, and subsequent to that, when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now, what do we see? We see these two distinct events. What are they? You get born again. And because you've made Jesus Lord and you're born again, we baptize you in water, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But after he did that, now Paul lays hands on them to receive the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. See, so everyone who has believed, they've been told that, well, if you're saved and the Holy Spirit's in you, you do have the Holy Spirit. Yes, but you also need to be filled with the Spirit. Paul thought these were believers, born-again believers. So he said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? We ought to be asking that question too. People need not only to be saved, they need to be filled with the Spirit so that they can live a godly life and live a life of power. Verse 7. Now when the men were about... uh, Now the men were about 12 in all. So there are about 12 of these. Verse 8. And when he... And he went into the synagogue and spoke boldly for three months, reasoning and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom of God. But when some were hardened and did not believe, but spoke evil of the way, and in the synagogue we're talking about Jews, spoke evil of the way before the multitude, he departed from them and withdrew the disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus. And this continued for two years, discipling, discipling, preaching, teaching. And this continued for two years, watch this, so that all who dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. He kept preaching to people. People were traveling in, traveling out, and the gospel began to spread because he stayed in one place and just kept preaching to people that were coming and going. Verse 11, now God, I love this, now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. So handkerchiefs, aprons, cloths, they would have them on Paul's body and then they would take them and they could travel for many miles and go to somebody who's sick and lay these things on sick people and they would be healed demons would go out now do we have any other uh, scriptural reference to things happening like this it does say unusual miracles but do you remember when they threw a dead body into the graveyard into the grave of Elisha the prophet and as soon as that dead body touched the bones of Elisha that body that person came back alive see there was still such anointing in those bones. And then you remember the woman, she said, if only I can touch the clothes of Jesus, I'll be made healed. And she got a hold of those clothes and bam, the power of God came into her. See, and so points of contact make a difference. And of course, there was faith involved. People were saying this was on the apostle Paul, this apron or this handkerchief or whatever. And people would put their faith in the Jesus and the power of God that Paul preached so this is extraordinary and by the way do you remember jesus said in john 14 12 most assuredly i say to you he who believes in me the works that i do he will do also and greater works than these he will do see we don't have record of jesus sending clothes or aprons or anything of course could he have done it yes but jesus said greater works than these will they do because I go to my father. Well, this is one of those that we didn't see Jesus do, so we could say this was probably among what he was talking about the greater works. Verse 13. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists. Well, let me just unpack that. Itinerant means they're traveling. Some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists. In other words, their their profession, so to speak, as Jews is to exercise demons out of people. Without Being born again. This is without Jesus. This is just Jewish, right? Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. So they don't really know Jesus. They don't really know Paul, but they know what Paul preaches. They say, We exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. In other words, It works for Paul. Let's try it. But they're not born again. Verse 14. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest. So Sceva was a Jewish chief priest who had seven sons. And it says who did so. So these seven sons were trying to do this. Uh, We adjure you. We command you, evil spirits, by the Jesus whom Paul preached to come out. Watch this. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? (laughs) <laughs> Isn't that a great story? These demons spoke out. Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom was the evil, in whom the evil spirit was, leaped on them, leaped on seven brothers, leaped on them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. This man that was demon possessed was so strong. He leaped on all seven of these brothers, stripped them of all their clothes, and sent them running naked. Oh, watch this, verse 17. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. So God used this story of people trying to use the name of Jesus, and even what the demon said. Jesus we know and Paul we know, but who are you? To show, oh my goodness, demon spirits know who Jesus is and demon spirits know who the apostle Paul is. Wow. So this spread and people began to fear the Lord. And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. Also, this is powerful. Also, many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And this is not talking about little magic tricks. This is talking about like black magic, spiritual, satanic powers. And it says, and they counted the value of them, all this stuff that they burned. They counted the value of them, and it told of 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. When these things were accomplished, Paul purposed in the spirit when he passed through Macedonia and Achaia to go to Jerusalem, saying after I have been there, I must also see Rome. So it seems clear that Paul knew from the Lord that he was going to be arrested and he was going to eventually be taken to Rome and even to preach to the emperor of Of the Roman Empire. So he sent into Macedonia two of those who ministered to him, Timothy and Erastus, but he himself stayed in Asia for a time. And about that time there arose a great commotion about the way. Now, this is talking about Christianity, but this was was one of the ways that they talked about it the way, meaning the way of the Lord. Verse 24 For a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith, who made silver shrines of Diana, this is a goddess, uh, brought no small profit to the craftsmen. He called them together with the workers of similar occupations and said, Men, you know that we have our prosperity by this trade. Moreover, you see and hear that not only at Ephesus... But throughout almost all Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away many people saying they are not gods which are made with hands. Well, you can see this is going to cost them some sales. Verse 27, so not only is this trade of ours in danger of falling in, into disrepute, but also the temple of the great goddess Diana may be disposed despised and her magnificence destroyed, whom all Asia and the world worship. Now, when they heard this, they were full of wrath and cried out saying, great is Diana of the Ephesians. So the whole city was filled with confusion and rushed into the theater. That's the theater I've been to, by the way, that's been uh, partially excavated. They rushed into the theater with one accord, having seized Gaius and Aristarchus, Macedonians, Paul's travel companions. And when Paul wanted to go into the people, the disciples would not allow him. Then some of the officials of Asia, who were his friends, sent to him pleading that he would not venture into the theater. Some therefore cried one thing and some another, for the assembly was confused and most of them did not know why they had come together. And they drew back Excuse me, And they drew Alexander out of the multitude, the Jews putting him forward. And Alexander motioned with his hand and wanted to make his defense to the people. But when they found out that he was a Jew, all with one voice cried out for about two hours, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. You can just hear this massive crowd in this huge theater. Great is Diana of the Ephesians. In other words, we don't want to hear of a Jewish God. We don't want to hear what you have to say. We have our God, Diana of the Ephesians. Verse thirty five. And when the city clerk had quieted the crowd, he said, Men of Ephesus, what man is there who does not know that the city of the Ephesians is temple guard uh temple guardian of the great goddess Diana, and of the things which fell down from Ju I almost said juice, from Zeus. Well, of course, this is a a fairy tale this is a fabrication that this statue came down from the sky from zeus right verse thirty, thirty-six. 36 therefore since these things cannot be denied <laughs> you ought to be quiet and to do nothing rashly for you have brought these men here who are neither robbers of temples nor blasphemers of your goddess. Therefore, if Demetrius and his fellow craftsmen have a case against anyone, the courts are open, and there are proconsuls. That's like governors or rulers. Let them bring charges against one another. But if you have any other inquiry to make, it shall be determined in the lawful assembly, for we are in danger of being called in question for today's uproar. See, the the Romans did not like when there was uproar in the city and such, because... Things could get out of hand. And so they would really, uh, really uh, warn any of these Roman city leaders, you, you keep control or you're going to lose your position. See, so they said, we're in danger of being called in, in question for today's uproar. There being no reason we should, uh, excuse me, which we may give to account for this disorderly gathering. And when he had said these things, he dismissed the assembly. All right, so we're going to go right into chapter 20 next, uh, but we're just watching the Apostle Paul go through many tribulations, trying to do his best to preach the gospel. I'll see you tomorrow for chapter 20.
0: Thank you for joining us for the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman.